Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello and welcome to the Life Group Leader Podcast. My name is Kirby and I'm the group's pastor here at Mariner's Church. And today we're going to be having a great conversation about this sermon series weekend as you prepare for your Life Group Leader discussion. So with me, I have Dallas Viva, our singles pastor and young adult pastor. Woo-hoo. Yep. So glad you're here, Dallas. How are you doing and how are singles and young adults going? It's good. It's fun. I'm doing great. Um, I am prepping to take a group of 20s, 30s to Kenya. Uh, We have some incredible people from Outreach leading a trip, and we are so excited. We've been planning this for like a year, and it is finally here during this series, Big Problems, Bigger God. Oh, so exciting. I know I have some friends from my own life group, actually, that are going, and us as a life group are praying together that she would experience God in some new and incredible ways, as well as really get to see God on display in the global church. So I am so excited for that and for all of our 20s, 30s that are joining you along for that. And if you, life group leaders, have the opportunity, spend some time in group this week praying for faith adventures, praying um, for our 20s, 30s, as they go all out and hear from God and also get to witness more of the global church. So if you're also interested in going on a faith adventure, feel free to reach out to us um, as we can help connect you to our outreach team and you can learn all about the incredible faith adventures that are available to all of our life group um, leaders and as well as life group members. So um, with that being said, friends, we have an incredible life group discussion for you today. Um, This is week four, which, wow, Dallas, I cannot believe it. We're already at week four. I feel like we just started this. Yeah, we just started. I know, but it's so been, good. It's really been so incredible. What's something that you've been seeing out of this um, out of this study so far? What have you really liked about the sermon series? I've I've loved how it's resonated with people mm. as people are walking walking up, talking afterwards. Like, hey, I'm lonely. So good. So they found a group. Praise uh, God. Like the the prayer week, extended prayer weekend. The mm. people coming up, how honest and raw and walking away like I didn't think I had any addiction but the way Eric just crafted that message has been so so good for myself and just for our people so good I totally agree I've I've gotten to talk with many people even after the I believe weekend I was able to make some great calls to to folks who stood and said I believe and they were so to having that same resonation of like wow this is so applicable to my life and Mm -hmm. I love that that's kind of what the the hope and the goal of this sermon series is to meet people where they are and so actually kind of think about that as you as a life group leader prepare and know that this sermon series is to help meet us where we are in the middle of our current everyday problems, our current everyday anxieties. And so specifically this week is I am anxious, which I know all of us can relate to, which I used to think it's so funny. I used to say to myself, Dallas, I used to say, I don't think I'm really an anxious person. Mm -hmm. And then I've learned that anxiety comes in all kinds of different forms. Yeah. (laughs) You know that. Mm -hmm. But Um, I am anxious, but God is peace, which I absolutely love this truth that we get to rest on. As we look to this, 
Our first question is lean in, and it's really illuminated by a lot of the discussion guide um, description there. So I love to look at this before I jump into lean in. But our first question here with lean in is, do you tend to plan things or go with the flow? When has that worked and when has it not? What What do you love about this question, Dallas? Oh, you get you get a mix of different people. Hmm. Like you're going to see who are the planners. Uh, if I'm a life group leader. Uh, and my group's newer and I'm getting to know people. I'm like, okay, this person loves to plan things out. Like, how can I bring them in sure. to helping us plan the semester That's out? That's so good. And then you got the people who are like, I just show up and you know, <laughs> we make it happen. Like, typically those are people that others are drawn to. They're high energy right. folks. So how can you use some of those people, like get the planners and those people working together at one yeah. person plan, right. let one person like have all the fun, like, hey, you be the face bring everybody together. So good. I love that. I love as you even look at questions like this, it's not always just about um, exactly the discussion, but we can also be thinking about you. You were at week four and maybe you as the, uh, as the leader, I almost said facilitator because I've got rooted on the brain for those of you though that rooted has been <laughs> killing it, but you in a lot of ways are a facilitator as well. But as a leader at week four, you might be feeling a little exhausted or a little worn out. And let me tell you, we are here for you. So I love Dallas that you brought up that point of paying attention. These are not just things that you're learning about people, but they're also invitations for us to look more like Jesus, to be a part of the disciple-making journey together Mm -hmm. and the transformational process that God invites us into. So when someone says, and you learn, wow, this person's a planner, you can say, actually, you know, not maybe right in that specific moment, but at the end of the discussion, hey, I'd love for you to actually reach out and help us plan our next serve experience or faith adventure or whatever, what have you. And that could be a life-changing conversation for someone hmm. of, hey, I signed up for Rooted. I went through Rooted. Yeah. I'm in a group now. And now you could pull them into another level of, hey, now you're serving. You have skin. another, you have more ownership, more skin in the game. Um, you're delegating roles. Yeah. You're investing into someone. Yeah. Um, there's so many, there's so many things that could happen. And th- those are conversations as I look back on my life that mm. changed the course of my life. Absolutely. And I think how that ties really well into the sermon series here is we start to learn that some of our anxieties really rival with what God has for us. And that could be peace. And also that extends into the the fear concept of like, what are we missing out on by, by allowing ourselves or by being being overcome with with anxiety or being overcome with fear. So I love that you you make that nod to that. But I also think this question really does help illuminate where the conversation is going. Um, In the second half of the question, when has that worked and when has it not? Our hope here with that question is that this would really start to illuminate, as I mentioned before, that we all actually struggle with anxiety in different places in different spaces. And so rather than creating an isolating conversation of like, well, that person clearly struggles with anxiety or so on and so forth um, that you really start to identify, okay, this is how anxiety shows up for me and this is when it's worked and this is when it's not. And so that's just a subtle a subtle way we can begin that conversation. Wouldn't you agree, Dallas? Absolutely. Love yeah. to see it. Um, okay, as we look towards look down and we read this verse together, what do we learn about the power of peace? Super important that we hone in on that. There are a couple distracting elements, I feel like, in this verse, questions that you might ask, and those are great things. You know, as people have questions, who is this person? He has no power over me, or who are we talking about here? All those kinds of things are important to wrestle with. But the, the focal question here is what does this say, or what do we learn about the power of peace? 
What do you think, Dallas? What are you thinking? Yeah, it's right at the beginning. Like, peace is a gift. Ooh, my right. my peace I give to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many people who could be in your group longing for the peace mm-hmm. of the Lord. Yeah. Like, that's their prayer each and every week is is the peace. And, and Jesus has given it to us. It's so good. I so see that as well. And I think like that's what kind of balances. I actually think um, Geiger mentioned this in one of his previous sermons of like, do not be afraid. The command is like that kind of command actually like feels like challenging sometimes because you're like, that's not really what you say to someone in the middle of in the middle of fear is like, just don't be afraid, you know, but really how we remember it's coming alongside of this really loving spirit felt experience. And so that's why I love that this verse really illuminates. It's like peace. I leave with you. Like I, I was here. I left this and peace. I give to you. This is a gift that I want for you that I graciously and like excitedly give to you. And then that kind of really, um, yeah, just uh, then it jumps to the don't let your heart be troubled. So where that command really steps in, you really get to see is painted with compassion, gift, grace, um, and and also just knowledge. Like I leave with you. Like God was like, or Jesus Himself walked this walk and knows what it's like to be in our in mm-hmm. our seat. So yeah, the context of this passage is beautiful. It's mm. Jesus's final message yep. to his disciples. He's in the upper room, he knows what's about to happen, and he's yeah. saying, "Here's, I'm giving you this peace. Uh, there's another coming. Mm. Uh, don't let your heart be troubled, and I'm going to tell you about how my body's going to be broken, my blood's mm. going to be shed, but it's going to be okay. One of you is going to be true. I mean, there's so yeah. much happening, and Jesus is kicking it off with, yeah. hey, here's peace that I give you, and don't be troubled. So understanding all of it in its context is just beautiful. So as a life group leader, yeah. like read Read John 14 yeah, in, in that's its context. Good. That's it's really beautiful. good. I was about to say, I really love that you're pulling out the context. I think that contents, context does allow us to really see the compassion parts of this. That like, it's not just like he's saying, don't be troubled as if he doesn't know or yeah. hasn't been through this. You know, he doesn't, he's not um, absent from the, the situations or the experience, the human experience. So I totally agree. Definitely understand the context here and help to share that with the group so they can kind of see, look where this, look where we are in the Bible here as we open up our Bibles. Where are we? What's mm-hmm. happening right now? Why is Jesus saying this? You know, all those kinds of questions will really help illuminate the power of peace. Well, I, just, I was looking at some of these other other questions, you know, uh, that what do you learn about the power of peace? Sometimes I know with my life group guys, we can we can sometimes be like junior hires and uh, like it's a gift, and then we'll leave it at that. Right. So uh, <laughs> encouraging people. Um, what I, I the one I love is describe a time you experience God's peace with something beyond your control. Mm-hmm. You're getting into some story. You're getting into a a part of your life that some people yes. might not be willing to, yes. to share. Um, cause typically when you receive God's peace, it's because your life was chaotic. It was crazy. Yes. It, those are the areas of life we don't really want to admit or talk about, but God came in and provided mm-hmm. peace and peace for everybody might look a little different to, um, a single mom. It might be 
hey, just alone time for a little bit to someone else that might look completely different. So I, I really love that question. Um, how have you experienced God's peace? Because we experience the the beauty of the Lord in in different ways because mm-hmm. we're all uniquely wired. So I think that's just a beautiful question just to make sure you give yourself time and yeah. um, like, hey, tell me more. Tell me more about yeah. that. This, this is beautiful. Keep going. I, I'm really interested Tell me more. Right. Yeah, I like your point of like how some of these questions can have maybe shorter answers. And that's one that you can spend some more time hearing and consulting. Yeah, like what do people try to control but can't? It might just be like this, 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 this. Great. What causes you to be anxious? Well, this. Work. Well, this. Well, this. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Coming up with examples. And then you're like, okay, let's really dig in here. Describe a time you experienced God's peace with someone beyond your control. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love um, I love that as well. And I think you really want to learn the kind of rhythms of these questions here of like, when do we try to call out things to spark these ideas and spark these memories? And then when do we really camp? I think that's yeah. the word that I'm really hearing from you, like hearing in that. It's like, when do we really camp on a question and really allow, okay, let's everybody really think about a time and really describe it and share yeah. like an experience from our lives. Tell a story of how God really showed up. Um in your life, you know, what was it like before? What was the trans- what was the catalyst experience? And then what how has your life been different after? Yeah. That's a quick little story right there that everyone can really engage in. And hopefully, maybe you can spend some time as you prepare, as you have been, like thinking through these things as we as Dallas and I are talking, but you can kind of set the example here, right? Think through those three stages. What was it like before? What was the catalyst that I empowered or I experienced the power of peace? And then um, what? how has my life looked different? And then you can kind of model that sweet um, story time of um, describing that experience. Lastly, um, as we look at how will embracing God's peace impact those around you, I think this is one of the, the questions that can really um uh, what's the word? Just take the take the discussion to the next level. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Yeah. You look around in our world and the craziness, the chaos that's happening, and you see someone who's living in God's peace. Everybody's like, I want that. I mm-hmm. I want what they have. So it's it's something that our culture longs for. Like, how are you so peaceful in this? It's like Jesus on the boat with the crazy waves. Like, how is he sleeping? How is he so calm in the midst of chaos? Like, Mm -hmm. imagine if we could be that for our world, for our community, for our people as bearers of peace. Like, hey, I have found the peace of God Mm -hmm. and here's how I found it. Here's my story. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think, honestly, I think about some parts of my own story where I was really, I mean, one one just comes to my mind is thinking about family. So many of us like struggle with like challenges in our family and dynamics. And I remember when I really felt like I embraced the power of peace in my life and how First off, I was like, well, but I'm not the one who's making the mistakes. Like my, you know, family is the one who, you know, like they need to change. They need to grow. And when I really embraced peace, that's when my family was able to say, oh, wow, like there's something different about Kirby. There's something different the way she's showing up. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't instantaneous, but like after time, my family actually was the ones that started to change and mold because they recognized the self-control and the peace that I had. And they were like, oh, wait that's available to her. Maybe that's available to Mm -hmm. me too. That's right. And now I feel like my family over years and years of of the beautiful journey is at a completely different place. And we're all so close, so sweet. And so many of our relationships are so much richer um, and sweeter because of it. And that's the power of peace. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. 
Lastly, friends, we have an incredible rhythm reminder for you. I say incredible because to me, I feel like we don't spend a lot of time on this one in our groups, but it is one you want to probably approach, um, you know, with intentionality, I would say. We don't often talk about sacrificial generosity in a group setting, but it was a core week at in your rooted experience. And so we want to encourage you, especially as we think about anxiety. I mean, what is the greatest source of anxiety that we all share? Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. It's true. <laughs> Me and Dallas are both on the worship team. <laughs> um, but truly, I think if you know, if there's anybody in your group that says, you know, I don't, I'm not an anxious person. You know, money will probably be the one yeah. thing in their life that will start talking one, about finances. <laughs> yeah, just just bring up the money conversation and see how the anxiety just rises in the group. <laughs> but we, uh, the reason we make jokes about that is not to is not to invalidate. It's truly to say that we know we have experienced this ourselves too. And we recognize that all of us have made an idol out of money in our lives. And we want to embrace God's peace and believe that God is the giver and that we get the joy of stewarding our resources. So in that frame of mind, I would really think and pray on how you can approach the subject, maybe at the end of your week, just saying, hey guys, I want to encourage you guys as we think about generosity as one of the ways we can engage and participate in God's kingdom and purposes. And I know that that gift of being a part of his purposes really allows us um, to find peace in the right places rather than in financial security or um, in, in allowing financial instability to kind of rule and reign over yeah. us. Is there anything else you kind of think of when you think of that, Dallas? It's just a touchy subject for so many people. Sure. Um, and know that we have resources available. So true. Uh, FPU is a really great resource. Yeah, we uh, have our new FPU, I think, rebranded into like Thrive, I believe. And yeah. that's helping people with different, whether you you know struggle with mountains of debt or you yeah. struggle with just you want to get things more on track and be a better budgeter, that that resource is available through yeah. our church. We have a course coming up pretty mm-hmm. soon, actually. Yeah, so. that's so true. Is there any way that you would kind of, you think as you think creatively about how to approach the subject with the group, how you might bring it up or what kind of questions kind of come to mind. What do you think, Dallas? Yeah. Sometimes I like letting other people be the bad guy, mm. you know, in a, in a sense of like, as a leader, like, Oh, I got to talk about generosity. It's, it's, Hey, uh, as we're looking at our book, uh, you know, right. Mariners has given us <laughs> this Good, I love it. sacrificial generosity. And I just want to have a moment, yeah. a moment to talk about it. Like, what does that look like? Uh, how can we, how can, what's the next step God's calling you? One, one of the things I'm always hearing, and this is straight from Rooted Week 8, is everybody has a next step in their generosity journey. So uh, what that means, there's an outreach weekend coming up. Uh, there's so many different ways that you can take a next step with generosity. What does it look like to, if you're a, uh, on the percentage, I'm very type a percentage giver. What does it look like to add a percentage sure. on that and, yeah. and look at the budget and be like, I don't think we can do this uh, and say, okay, well, I think we can trust God. Mm-hmm. So helping people could be a great, like, let's start the conversation and let's revisit it next week. Here's how we can pray for one another. Um, but don't feel like you have to be the bad guy. Like, hey, Mariners is is prompting us to yeah. have a conversation, and this is super important for us. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. You're welcome to make us the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, unquote, bad guy. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I, I know you as life group leaders um, understand where we're coming from and think through um, what that looks like for you guys. So don't don't be afraid to approach the subject, but also know um, that we're, we're here to support you guys as you engage in those conversations and so forth. So as we're coming to the 
the end here, you guys know that we are praying for you. We love you so much. And we hope that you guys have a rich um, experience and rich uh, life group discussion this week. Have a good one. And we'll talk with you very soon.